Now recording. Hello, everybody, and especially our friends in Brazil. This is The Age of Pods. My name is Jan Champion. With me is, as always, Janusz Kapivari and Jan Sanford. Us together, Hello. we're the pod, and this is A Sun Came, episode two. We're looking at the second half of the infamous first Sufjan Stevens album ever. It's uh, the best Sufjan Stevens album he's recorded so far, I think. It's the At best. At this point in his career, uncontested. I mean, best album of, uh, best Sufjan Stevens album of the 90s, definitely, for me. Definitely. Absol absolutely. <laughs> One of the albums of 1999. Yeah. <laughs> no doubt a album of 1999. Is, I looked at the facts, I checked it again, and it's definitely an album. It's really a seminal moment in um, uh, the... The album of the of the, the day it was released. <laughs> so when we last left our hero Sufyan, he was um, taking his lover to uh, the the benefit concert to the rice pudding uh -huh. fields, and, uh, and and now we find him alone in a point of uh, of despair with a loverless bed brackets without remission. No remission found in this bed. There's, there's two things that are not in this bed, right? Mm. One of them is a lover, and the other thing is remission. Just one sad boy and his guitar and his drum machine. <laughs> yeah, what's, a, what's an axle? That's my first question. An axle is... You know when you have a, on a car the wheels? It's, the, uh -huh. it's the, the, the little bar between them. So they spin, so it... Um, yeah, no, it's the axle? same. It's the same word. It's axel. Okay, right? I just never heard it in English. Ah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I wasn't sure. Also, like, what is in German axel would be like X in English, which is something different. True. So you know. It's, oh, but if you just click on it, because we're we're all at uh, yeah, I see the image com, on right? genius.com now. Yeah. Is this actually a genius.com podcast? A little bit. No. Once we get bit. hired by Genius, then yes. Yes. Yeah. Pay us. I once doing free advertising for you. I once uh, when I used to work out more cough at all. Um, I trained under a Swedish guy named Axel who uh -huh. uh, was the size of a bus, and he won like <laughs> world records in the eighties for deadlifting. Oh shit! Um, Sounds intimidating. <laughs> he was. He was. He was a hell of a guy. He was a nice guy. Um, but he was fucking huge. That's good. This I don't know if that's a that's a real thing or it's only like in a very good anime show called Mob Psycho 100 and there's uh, some there's a group of side characters called the Body Improvement Club, where like this club at school and all of them are super jacked and they're in the Body Improvement Club, but there's also they're also like super supportive and nice and uh, you know and the main character is like small and thin but those people don't care they're very happy that he's uh, with them and they uh, want him to do good at body improvement so that's what i that's the that's my first association and the other one is of course the meme of the buff guys on tiny laptops which is iconic which is also goals. The... Like, I want to look like them just so I can, like, sit on, <laughs> sit in front of my laptop like this. Like, this is <laughs> my motivation up. to lift. Yeah. Yes. So this is a level as bad without remission. Another one of those songs that I think is a little too long. I think if, if most of these songs were, like, three minutes, this would be a good album. Yeah. 
I would agree. Um, kind of Radiohead e. Um, something about like the vocals and the the guitar riff and the chord oh, yeah. progression kind of is this the one where he sounds like there's like a bunch of tracks especially on the second half there were some of them on the first half but especially on this one that's where he's doing like either recording in a low quality microphone or like deliberately putting an effect on his mic as it sounds kind of distorted um to an extent i mean that's more noticeable on like jason i feel jason extremely yeah um but yeah, this one's fine as far as sad boy songs go. Yeah. Um, Apparently, according to Genius.com, I don't know if this is true, the guitar is played by uh, Marzuki Stevens, the marathon runner that we talked about last episode. Oh, yeah, that's right. The legend. The one and only. Uh, I kind of wonder, because the next, I'm going to say track, on this album is Gadzuki. Oh, who is that? Uh, she looks good. What? Uh, what's your name? Oh, my name is Laura Mekdai Boombem, beautiful, lovely lady. Did you hear what I said? Yeah, sure I did. I am uh, Chris Capaldia. Ah, well, uh, do you know? Do you want to know what my name is? What, big fella? Oh, my name is um, Gadzuki. Yeah, big fella. Gadzuki reminds me of a booger. Goodbye. A recording from 1981 of Sufjan and his siblings. It was recorded the fuck, by Janusz? their stepfather, Lowell Brahms. What the fuck, Janusz, that was yeah. so mean. Why did you say that to me? Oh, God. Legend. <laughs> it's kind of mean, I'm sorry. <laughs> I shouldn't have said that. Apparently the people... Oh, that's three characters, but... Uh, Genius.com doesn't show which one is said by which one, but it's apparently Joharia, Marzuki, and Sufjan Stevens, who are on this track on this track when they're like five. Oh, that's adorable. Yeah, maybe a little older, like ten, maybe. No, it's from 1981. He recorded this album in 1999, so it was 18 years before. Yeah, he should have been like around five, six, seven, eight. That adds up. We all did this, right? I have recordings of, of me yeah. doing this. And then uh, put it on an album 18 years later. Yeah. I, I like, guess. Who hasn't done it? It has to be done. Because yeah, like, I'm kind of wonder if like Godzuki is probably Marzuki, right? So is that a play on Godzilla or just like God? It could be both. It could be both, you know. Is Godzilla supposed to be God is the other question. Godzilla is supposed to be my cat, not my cat. Um... Godzilla's supposed to be uh, a nuke, right? Yeah, probably. I haven't seen it. I did watch Godzilla vs. Hedera recently, which is a very good film about Godzilla fighting a pollution monster. And it has some very cool, like, Japanese early 70s uh, psychedelic scenes. Uh huh. And some really good uh, monster design. Big recommend. And what's it called? Godzilla vs. what? Godzilla vs. Hedera. H E D O R A H. What if it was Godzilla, Godzilla vs. the Cisheads? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Godzilla versus heterosexuals. That's the film. I'd watch that. I mean, talk about film. A, talk about a queer icon. I mean, Godzilla is like the first international queer icon. I would say. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I... The first. <laughs> the like, the only. Well, it's how the... about how about Jesus? Okay. Okay. Let me <laughs> specify the first international uh, monster queer icon. Okay. <laughs> But yeah, how about yeah, one time that. Jesus turned into a, a super monster in the Bible? Oh yeah, that well, one time in the desert. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. When he when he resurrected, he was like, hey, "What if we tried?" <laughs> I'm buff like, now. What if I was, was like a a giant lumbering beast? And the disciples were like, "All right, 
Well, <laughs> so, <laughs> um, point of point of constructive criticism. You know, the guy just being a guy like that was working. Just being a human man. But Jesus said, "No, I'm buff now," <laughs> and went to Galilee to show everyone his abs. Yeah. And indeed, they... what if Jesus was like actually like uh, like an undescribable like. Uh, non-Euclidean uh, monster and everyone just agreed to to write about him like he were a human man yeah these <laughs> yeah this story will be a lot more palatable if uh if he didn't use his uh, terrible formless tentacles to turn water <laughs> to wine and just you know prayed so this was a theology talk for this episode. I hope everyone enjoyed it. I hope everyone enjoyed our theological points we made this week. The next song is Super Sexy Woman, which I I, I think we'll all agree is the best song maybe ever written. <laughs> I mean, it's super sexy for one thing. It's about a cool subject, which is a superwoman. Mm-hmm. The thing yeah. about the superwoman is like she's really super and like extreme and she's like, super but she's also sexy, sexy though yeah she has it all it's true she's sexier than television apparently which like i don't know about y'all but i put on the prices right i am <laughs> rock hard yeah television just gets me gets me right i don't even need to going. turn on the television i just like the, the box you just yeah. like the box yeah yeah i like a big black rectangle <laughs> With, with Put it inputs. in my veins. Sign me up. <laughs> the other iconic line is, of course, uh, she's super duper smart. I like her for her mind. She'll shoot a super fart, the deadly silent kind. So, um, very strong odor, but no sound. <laughs> this is no the sound. kind of farts that the superwoman makes. Which is interesting yeah. because uh, because back in 1999, uh, like the discourse was still at the point of like women don't fart, and here's oh, Sufjan, and true. here's Sufjan like just very progressive, bl blowing it wide open with his progressive uh, fart statement there. <laughs> mm -hmm. Definitely, he was like so far ahead of his time. That's so why it's wasn't appreciated. <laughs> Sorry, what did you say, Jen? I said, uh, Sylvia Plath who? <laughs> oh, yeah. Simone de Bois, uh, huh? <laughs> Put Sufjan up there. She's a lot like Catwoman, just without the leather is also Judith Butler, Judith Wattler. Judith. <laughs> okay. Um, well, that's interesting. So, she's just cat-like? How is she like Catwoman? Yeah, that's like the leather is the one thing about her. Unless unless he's talking about her personality. Maybe that's what, what it's about. It's also like it's kind of postmodern. Jan, you're gonna like this. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's kind of it's kind of postmodern because there's there's a part where he says she's a lot like uh, Catwoman, but then he says she's got a Superman smile and the Wonder Woman hair. So it's just this um combination of uh, famous superheroes that are uh, used as, you know, reflections. 
It's like this erratic conglomerate of concepts. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's like a, like a fucking simulacrum of uh, of superhero. It's like the Kuleshov Which, effect. Yeah. Wherein it's exactly two like the Kuleshov effect. Combined <laughs> to create a third. Oh, okay, wait. So you're saying she's just a normal woman, but uh, but then there's a shot of something else, and then in our minds. It looks like she would be super. Yeah, like she's got, um, like she's taking off her jacket and it looks like a cape. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, God. Yeah, this one's fun. I, <laughs> yep. I think he's having fun with this one. Um, mm -hmm. He's having fun with this one, yeah. I like to drop the ironic thing. This is, this is enjoyable like he's, he knows what this song is i guess and he doesn't you know doesn't try to sound serious or anything or like yeah. pretentious uh god the next one also only has seven lines of lyric the oracle said wonder yeah this is another one this is six minutes and there's only f seven lines of lyrics mm -hmm. okay yeah i listened to a bit of it this is the one that another one that takes forever to start takes forever to end and <laughs> this kind of takes forever um but it's I mean, very 90s right it's like it has yeah. this grunge uh, riff basically yeah i guess that's it and grunge and like grunge licks or whatever like the grunge guitar melody the drums are also very 90s i think yeah there's a lot of songs on this album uh that give give me this feeling of this reminds me of something but i can't really tell what but like really eerily uh r reminds me of a feeling that some other band would have but i can't quite put it uh, it's like mud honey or something but less like what mud honey but not but know. less punk i don't know i wrote down no, um i wrote down this one's great actually for this one in my notes and i don't remember why I think it's just because I'm a sucker for vague fantasy lyrics. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. This is like the dragon from the... He mentions a dragon, which is like the album cover. Oh, yeah. And like the band. Like the band. Which one? The Imagine? Yeah, one? Imagine Dragons. What if it was... No, I can't even... <laughs> I don't remember enough Imagine Dragons songs to... <laughs> and they're all the same. I'm trying to think... All I can think of is Sail by Eyeball Nation, and I know that's not it. <laughs> No, there's Radioactive is like the one oh, that's that right. got big, and then there's a few that sounds sound exactly the same. But also, I've seen like a, there was like a list of the most successful rock songs of the decade, and like five of them were Imagine Dragons songs, oh, and yeah. the other five were I think Twenty One Pilots. <laughs> that's right. So oh, you man. know, rest in peace, Twenty Tens. <laughs> it was definitely a decade. It was a hell of it's a not time. even like there's there was no good rock music in the twenty tens, like fucking King Gizzard was like Oh yeah. Did like twenty albums that decade. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. The yeah. There was there was good rock uh, but they weren't they weren't on the that like same level of popularity. Yeah. Yeah, the the ones that got big were either ones that you basically don't you as a that that, that I'm I wouldn't even definitely even qualify as rock music like you know Twenty One Pilots. I'm not sure about that, or songs that just sound like ass. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah. Anyway, you know what doesn't sound like ass? <laughs> It's happy birthday. Happy birthday. Um, this one's cute. According to a live performance, says Genius, uh-huh. this song was intended to be Sufjan's own iteration of the happy birthday song while he was in school. And that's hilarious. Because imagine <laughs> someone... Imagine, like... You know when you go to a restaurant... I don't know if this is just an American thing. But you know when you go to a restaurant on your birthday and, like, the staff comes and sings you? God, I've only seen this in movies. Yeah, I'm so happy that I have never witnessed that in real life. I've... It's never happened to me on my birthday, but I've seen it happen to other people. And it's terrible. Because the other thing is that it's never just the classic happy birthday to you because that song is copyrighted and i think they can't like they can't i don't know what it is but they don't sing in restaurants so every restaurant uh-huh. has to have its own happy birthday song oh my god and it's the worst. i think one i forgot the restaurant but the lyrics went it was like fried chicken country hog it's your birthday hot dog in a sort of chant. That's beautiful. It's astounding. I'm so glad that's not a thing here. Who owns like, Happy Birthday? I'm not even sure that's I'm not Happy sure. Birthday song. Because I've also heard things about how it's not actually copyrighted, just everyone thinks that it's copyrighted. Oh no, have I contributed to misinformation? I'm, Am I'm I gonna check news? if that's... Warner Music plays 14 million to end happy birthday copyright lawsuit. This is an article from 2016. Okay, yeah, apparently it's public domain since 2016. They had a lawsuit before where someone tried to claim copyright, if I understand it correctly. Interesting. Okay. I I'm, I can't skim an article and also talk at the same time. So. No, that's fair. Um... Okay, yeah, Warner's apparently expected to have happy birthday under copyright until 2030 but this was like somehow a value uh, 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 what's that word uh, nullified uh, yeah this somehow didn't wasn't like legally correct uh, right on okay cool happy birthday everyone so apparently y'all can sing it again yeah it's a 1935 copyright registration which is well that's a relief because long. the song is on uh be okay okay backwards at the end <laughs> so that would be really funny Dang. if it got copyright but backwards i think backwards is like enough of a iteration maybe yeah fair Hopefully. that's fair use right yeah I'm not gonna tell them. Like, if anyone's listening here, don't don't snitch on Jan. Please don't snitch on me. My career is just getting started. Yeah, that's true. Um, you just got SNL. It's gonna like, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Let's not. I've got a genius lyrics interview coming up soon. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, it's it's popping off. Um, yeah, where you the one where you explain your lyrics and it's all just very benign explanations of how when i say be okay okay i mean i'm gonna be okay yeah okay except fun fact actually there is a fun story behind that one i the there was a sign uh that used to say beer smoke hookah but the letters were faded and it said be okay okay on it (laughs) (laughs) i love that pure mothman deplore deplore fun fact (laughs) Because those um, are like the three things that you love, but then they <laughs> faded away and they became even more you. Yeah, that's, you know? exactly. 
God, that's like kind of poetic, almost. This is this almost. the kind of thing that like uh, minimalist artists in the 1950s would have loved. Like they would have said, "This is performance art." If if a sign fades and it only says, "Be okay, okay." Like they were like obsessed with uh, things that were like markers of civilization at one point, but like half faded. Or... Oh yeah, because of the Cold War. Yeah. I'd love I to have this song sung recording. to me on the on my birthday. I will say it's it's definitely better than the hot dog song. <laughs> easily, easily. Now I was gonna say like here in Germany we have Happy Birthday, which we either sing in English, or uh, there's also German lyrics to it, and then there's like a couple of other ones that people sometimes also sings, uh, like there's. There's That's... one by like uh, this children's songwriter called uh, Rolf Zukowski. Um, My bit is always in like a awkward social situation where somebody uh, decides that it's funny to sing happy birthday to the birthday person that I just immediately after happy birthday is done, I start one of the other German ones. And then after that's done, I start the other of the German ones uh -huh. so that it's all like becomes <laughs> to like a six minute endeavor that uh, I'll have to go through. Yeah, I've been to a birthday where that happened. <laughs> nice. I feel like that's the equivalent of, um, in America, we do like, uh, we ended with and many more, and then we, um, we like, it turns into this whole thing of like, and many more on channel four, uh, uh. and Scooby-Doo on channel two, and... <laughs> Frankenstein on channel nine. I don't know why I remember. Why does this. it become a TV commercial? <laughs> It's so American, and you have to admit. In some places you do uh, and Big Fat Lady on channel 80. Uh, and problematic. Problem <laughs> problematic birthday traditions. Uh, and that's the end on channel 10. So that's what you want to do if you want to be an asshole at a birthday party in America. Yeah. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> Keep that in mind. I just remember there's also a song by a uh, friend of the show, Selena Gomez, uh, which is, I think it's called Birthday or something. And it's basically about how uh, fun it is to tell everyone it's your birthday, even if it's not your birthday, because then they're going to say happy birthday. Mm -hmm. so, <laughs> That's really know, sad. That, whom amongst us <laughs> hasn't done that? <laughs> That's really sad. I'd be like, I need validation. So I'm going to tell <laughs> yeah. people it's my birthday. Oh no. But like, friend of us. Yeah, uh, personal friend, Selena Gomez. Friend of the person. Uh, oh, like actual personal friend, Tom, uh, from, from you know, our group chat, has like this friend who does this bit that, uh, that he randomly writes uh, happy birthday on his wall when it's not his birthday. And then like other random people oh, who don't right. know about this bit are going to comment happy birthday, Tom. Oh, no. Which is like the opposite of of the Selena Gomez bit. Like, in this case, it's just a prank, but it's very funny. Yeah, just having a having a good. That is a good bit. That is a good bit. Uh, what's also good is Jason. I really like the next song. Yeah, Jason song. Derulo. Jason like, Derulo. My voice has been stolen. <laughs> So Jason Derulo, best cat's performance or great cat's performance? The Ram Tam Tiger. Uh, top five. Mm -hmm. He did a good. Yeah, he did a good job. I'd agree. Everyone I agree. I still haven't seen it. I I think I will see it next week. Big recommend. But I still can't judge uh, 
Jason Derulo's cat's performance. There was that thing going around, which I don't know if if it's if it's real or not. That apparently they had to CGI out his donga because it was showing in the cat's uh, suit. I believe that. <laughs> oh man! But it also oh, sounds yeah. like something that he would make up. You know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to just have around. Well, it was kind of like. Um, It was like when Henry Cavill had to, uh, they had to CGI out his mustache when he was playing Superman because he was in the other one. He had to, <laughs> he had to, um, they had to CGI out his pubes because he had to um, have his pubes for, um, Yannick, you know why he had to have really long pubes that were visible. Yeah. Well, he just went on the really long pubes tour. Like That's right. throughout the U.S., so and they they shot this in between, like in between like gigs, and you couldn't just you know shave them for the for the shooting. Right, wouldn't make sense. Right, yeah, you can't do that. No, it's like when Susan. This is apparently about. Uh, this also has a dragon. It's apparently about Greek mythology. Uh, Jason oh, yeah, and yeah. the Argonauts' quest for the Golden Fleece, which I don't know much about. Hmm. Jason, isn't he the the husband of Medea? That's, I, I can neither deny nor confirm. Yes, Jason and Medea. You're yeah. right. There was one of the books, uh, Medea, by someone. It was one of the good books I read in high school. The good book. The good book. Just like Medea, or was it like a, like a modern version, or you know, yeah. writing or something? Well, they read. Or was it the? It's it's by Euripides. This is the one who wrote the original. Yeah, right, I don't right. know if you wrote that one or like, you know how there's fucking there's Beowulf and then there's like Grendel, which is like a book from the 1950s. I think. Oh, yeah. Well, they made a they made a movie of uh, of Medea. A couple, a few of them. Yeah, uh, with Tyler Perry, right? Yeah, where she. <laughs> Uh, she goes to jail. She goes to Christmas. Maybe it's just the modern day Ernest, huh? Christa was the person who wrote it. Sorry, I I think that's like not even the first time I'm hearing that that take. Medea is just if the Ernest movies were all when he was playing the old woman character. I haven't seen time. an Ernest movie, so I can't riff on that. But uh, uh, you're probably right. They're bad, but I like them. It's probably also true of the Medea movies. Yeah. <laughs> that there's bad and that there's someone who likes them. Yeah, they're yeah, it's dumb fun. This one goes on a while too, but I think. I mean, just repeating, you're the only one. I mean, yeah, but this is the one that where I don't mind it. Right, because there's stuff going on. This is like this the the thing that he. I guess this is one of those songs that uh, that is more indicative of his later career, and like not even like the next few albums, but more like Age of Arts and you know some of uh, Silver and Gold. This is the thing that we talked about in the other episode, where he's just repeating the same thing, but it doesn't get boring. And like I yeah. think this is the off of the sun came. This is the one where the. Uh, where he accomplishes it the best. I also really like how this one sounds. Like this is also the, um, like we said, the lo-fi sounding vocals. This kind of reminds me of a unicorn song. I don't know if that's a band that y'all enjoy. The wait who? The unicorns. They had like one album and then they broke up because they realized that they hate each other. <laughs> Classic band move. Yeah. Uh, I have not heard of them. They're really good. They have uh, what's it called? Who will cut our hair when we're gone? Is the title of the album. It's hmm. like you know, it's a lo-fi indie pop thing. Okay. And it's funny because they're like 
a duo and there's a bunch of songs where they alter like alternate their singing vocals and they have really good chemistry <laughs> but apparently at the tour they realize that they actually hate each other yeah that's the thing about uh, yeah doing anything with someone <laughs> is you know that's why we can never meet in real life and tour together because we'll all uh, uh <laughs> we'll frame yeah. each other for murder yeah that's that's what happened when i met jan it's true well did the court dates next month so see you then <laughs> hope you're ready for jail time uh yeah but until I mean, you know, then maybe i won't have to hand in my essays then if i'm in jail that's like a good excuse right yeah. oh actually it's like jail is basically essays oh no mm -hmm. yeah your uh the your sentence that's like the thesis uh -huh. um, when you uh when you get um when you get letters that's like citing your sources uh-huh um just one more j thing jam <laughs> you can't do it i can't when you get any more essay things um <laughs> oh, okay well uh i can help you with that uh, paragraphs um, are like <laughs> the little notches that you make in the wall uh-huh <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, there you go. So essays are like prison. It's the same. It's mm -hmm. Like I think it's like Michel Foucault's whole uh, thing. Right. I know who that is. Um. <laughs> we don't have to talk about the Panopticon. <laughs> I like this semester. This is a bit of a sidebar, but like, who cares? But like yeah, this semester, like half of my courses are about um, the Panopticon, so I kind of can't hear. Foucault and black prison things anymore. What is the Panopticon? In ten words or it's, less. It's like a theoretical concept about uh, about a prison where there's a tower in the middle and uh, the windows are like shaded so you can look out but you can't see in and the prison cells are like ordered in a way that uh, that you can see every cell from the tower and like the trick is and this is Foucault's trick is that um, you don't even need to put someone into the tower because you don't know, like the prisoners won't know if someone watches them or not, but uh, they're gonna discipline themselves because someone might be watching. So they're just gonna oh, watch out. And like, like the theory God. is that a lot of things in uh, post 19th century society are uh, analogous to this model where uh, people are disciplined in a similar way like you know surveillance stuff yeah that sounds about right so basically we live in a panopticon we live in a panopticon <laughs> that is at one point at, at one point our teacher unironically said that sentence and uh nobody knew why i was laughing damn uh, what's the next one i bet you kill. wanted to kill him i bet you wanted <laughs> to cut his brain God, we should have should have cut to this point when uh, Jan did the bit about uh, us meeting. Eh, whatever, it's fine. Well, kill, kill. This is a good one. This is a good one. Uh, about his dad. Dot dot dot. Question mark. Oh, that's something new. Usually, it's like his mom. This is like when I before I knew anything about the sun came. Mm -hmm. When uh, you know. Because there was a point in time when I thought that Michigan was his first album. And then I found out about The Sun Came. Ah, what a beautiful dream. Yeah. 
uh, that would flash on a screen <laughs> in the blink of an eye. Um, <laughs> so, you know, I thought that it was going to be like proto-Michigan. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I thought it's all going to be like quiet acoustic ballads with like banjos and stuff. And I think out of all the songs, either this or maybe A Sun Came are the ones that sound the most like what I imagined this to be. Yeah, or maybe, um, oh, what's the dumb I sound? Yeah, maybe. Or am I thinking of a different one? Um, I know, I'm, I don't always remember what each of these sounds like. Yeah, you're making weird microphone noises. I don't know what that was. I'm sure you can fix it in editing, just saying. Yeah, this one has a lot of songs, and it's not very cohesive. They don't really... It's like there's... I don't think he's like... I don't think he has a point with the whole thing. There's no whole cohesive point, yeah. No. Yeah, and it's not like with... Did I talk about Ween in one of the previous episodes? It's not like Ween where uh, every song is in a different genre, but like it makes... It adds up to something. Right. Because, you know, you can do that. Or like even the Bare Naked Ladies, if we... Yeah, uh, want to is. get more mainstream, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> right, but there, yeah, there are artists who can pull that off quite well, and that's not quite that either. I just think, well, I guess Greek mythology is kind of the. It's kind of a theme. It's a theme. Okay, it turns I take, out I take there it are back. themes. There are in themes. Sufjan's work. Yeah, I'll I'll concede. Someone should write an eighth grade book report about Sufjan because there's a lot of themes in his work. God, if I were still in college and or when I go back to college, who knows, uh-huh. um, I probably will write at least one essay about Sufjan's work. <laughs> this is like the last chance for me because I'm going to write my master's next semester. But the problem is I'm doing media studies and like more focused on visual media. And there's not much visuals to Sufjan. I guess there's his stage visuals. I should have taken the theater uh, specification or... No, there's the BQE. There's the BQE, that's true. But like, can you watch it? I think it's on YouTube, or it was. Okay, you can gonna uh, break the law. <laughs> I would never. Uh, hey, but... Jan, there's a shout-out to you in Kill in verse 2. Really? Yeah, it starts with, he was a champion. Oh, yeah. Was, you? Oh, yeah. true. He passed yeah. the thing to you, I guess. You defeated him, so now you're a champion. There can only be one. There can only be one. It was Kanye until uh, Jesus' <laughs> Lord dropped and now it's me. God. Yeah. Remember that Was that to Jesus' that... Lord dropped or was that uh, yeah. fucking... Yeah, no, okay. I checked. It was... He was... Uh, he was... Uh, the best. So when he, when he did that video He was unproblematic where... and then he dropped that fucking album and... That Roblox video that was still... He was, he still, was still on top, on top. Yep. yeah. Not... Yep. <laughs> I fully agree. Uh-huh. Didn't he write like a Nike diss track at one point because they were selling more than his Yeezys? Well, if he did, then rightfully so. Yeah, true. Yeah. This is, honestly, I'm looking at the list and I have no idea if this is about uh, his dad or Greek mythology. Or God. It could be God. It could be God. A lot of people use like father imagery when talking about God. Have you thought about that? Oh, that's so oh, interesting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It really makes you think. Can you like elaborate? Well, I see it like this, yeah. Uh-huh. People always ask themselves like, what's the greatest? What's the greatest thing? Mm-hmm. Dad, right? That. Probably dad. Uh-huh. And then, um, no, but like a bigger dad, like, yeah, like a king. 
But who who is like the king of all kings? Yeah, that would be God then probably. But it's like it stays in that imagery because that's just the society people live in. And yeah. I think now that like maybe society becomes less patriotic, patriarchal and also the image of God becomes less fathery. I would agree. I have. I would agree. That's I think a lot of, I mean, not to get into genuine theological discussion, but I think uh-huh. uh, genuinely, I think the, um, the image of God as the father and like, um, uh, ha- I think that really only develops because of, um, right. Because of p- patriarchal society. Um, yeah. and obviously, um, early scriptures, you know, like yes, yeah, so this is about time. how he wants to, when he says, I want to kill him, it's about how he wants to end patriarchal society, so unproblematic yeah. faith. He says, I want, to I, kill, say. I want to kill him, as in... Him as in the patriarchy. The patriarchy, yeah. That's precisely correct. <laughs> that's how people talk about the patriarchy, right? Yeah. Just as, just as oh, and wait, no, when he says him, that's the man, you know? Oh, mm. Shit, you're right. The man. So it's about burning man. About Has Sufyan performed at Burning Bernie Man? Sanders. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, maybe okay. Bernie Sanders will end the patriarchy. Let's find One out. One can but I... hope. <laughs> oh, but Ooh. he doesn't... If he wanted, then he would think that a woman can be president, right? Am I right, fellow um, <laughs> Hillary Man. supporters? Look at this 10-foot pole... Uh, I I think I'm not gonna use it to t- to touch this one. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny, like um, not to get into like to get out of the bit for a second. Uh, mm-hmm. Like there's a bunch of political podcasts I listen to, and you know when the Iran thing was, and all of them dropped an Iran episode. And then there was like, there were like, you know, a few days later, it was like, okay, nobody talks about Iran anymore. And like this, then the Bernie Warren thing was, and everyone was like over it a few days later, but still some of them dropped uh, episodes where they talked about it and no one wanted to hear anything about it anymore. So That's American politics. It's 2020, baby. Yeah, we just, everything... Everything's the worst for 24 hours, and then uh, and then it's done, and then we don't have to worry about it anymore. Those fires in uh, Australia, uh, we don't. Well, we were worried about it for That's 24 in hours. Australia. So, I mean, they uh... had it coming, moving to Australia. <laughs> oh no! That's that's my take. Sorry. Should I cut that out? I'm sorry. We can cut that. Just don't out. care about them. <laughs> no, it's it's fine. It's fine. No, yeah, well, yeah. We talked I'm... about Australia already, so, you know. Yeah. Everyone, please donate to Australia. <laughs> if you <laughs> yeah, have the means. Seriously, it super sucks. I mean. Um, the next, I don't know. I'm just what saying. To say about the next song. If it all burns down. Okay. <laughs> we have less Let's get into continents this. to feed, okay? Let's just, like, imagine a world, one less continent. Just, just saying. Okay. That's, isn't that what's gonna... Man, this ten foot pole, uh I'm just gonna <laughs> I'm just, wow. You know, it just, just saying like if just to play Tevis advocate for thing, like if Greenland, you know, fucking melts, like who cares? Uh you know, some continents sink Greenland. Yeah, maybe it really will be green for once, huh? How about that? Bunch of bastards. Jesus. <laughs> Oh, my eye. Oh, oh, night, which is what uh, 
which is Arabic for, which in Arabic is what uh, the lyrics of Yalel is. This is kind of an interesting thing, right? On the Spotify, it's only called Lail, but it's called Yalel on Genius. What's up with that? Let's skip to the next track. <laughs> what is up with that? Yeah. <laughs> this is apparently sang by Gadir Yasser. I don't know who that is. She has a good voice, or they, I should rather say. Yeah, it's a nice... I don't know them, but, you know. It's a nice track. Uh, yeah, I don't have much to... It's, again, a little too long. Uh, yeah. Well, It's nice, but, you know, I don't think I needed to hear. It, like, you know, on a second listen, I kind of skipped that one. Um, that is the title track. Title track. I love a title track. It helps tie everything together a little bit. Yes. Okay, so how does Asan came tie everything together? Because we were just talking about how there's is not that much cohesion. <clears throat> well, you see, um, because uh, it's the name of the album. The thing and about if you have a title track on your album, you need to name one less thing. So it's very efficient. It is, yeah. You, um, yeah. This song could have been called anything. Yeah. But, uh, but it wasn't. But I mean, obviously, I mean, I think this one is pretty explicitly about God. Um, oh, you mean when when he says there is still a Lord? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's my analysis of this track. Is that I think it <laughs> might have. Um, allusions to uh the christian bible and um and yeah i mean it is sort of the when you have a title track like that i think it is similar to the thesis or like the this is the the point of the whole album at least to Sufjan, i think um is the yeah the, that god's pretty cool and it seems like um forming a relationship with god helped Sufjan through some shit and that's that's cool. I'm a big supporter of that. Shout out to God. <laughs> Shout out to God. Shout out to the big man upstairs. After we were like, you know, talking about the track where he wants to kill God, I thought that's good. Is that God? Nice Pretty cool. Although he still says like, there's still a Lord, but I never felt so lonely. So I don't know. Well, maybe yeah. it's about how there's only one footstep and the other one is where he carries yeah, there's the only footsteps one. of the person. Mm-hmm. He, uh, he, <laughs> That's how it goes. God has his hands on <laughs> under Sufjan's feet and he's moving them <laughs> as he steps. <laughs> he's like juggling him as he walks. God. Next one? Speaking, of, speaking of God, um, let me tell you a story. Uh, go on. Um, I remember when my mother would get sick, she would vomit all over the kitchen. Gross. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I she remember would vomit that on too. the tables and the countertops. Wow. Ooh. And in the refrigerator, and we called the dog. <laughs> and the d- what would the dog <laughs> and do? The dog would come in and slip on the vomit. <laughs> That's fucked up. God. This is, you know, it's actually really sad that uh, that Sufian's mom would, you know, come and vomit all over the kitchen. But it's still, you know, the dog part, I don't know. Hang on, hang on, hang on. No, I have a bit. Hold on, fuck. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, the splatter becomes a spray, and the, stri- the spray becomes a stream. The stream becomes the waterfall. Mont is finally cascading from her input. The creakings 
this is Murder of the Universe by King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard for the uninitiated and into the into her heart where it is pumped to every inch of her body uh, and then it fills the entire universe and kills everyone. Nice. Well, let's cut that bit because uh, I didn't have it. <laughs> I didn't have it ready and it wasn't good. Um, yeah, this is a great song. This song is fucking unlistenable. <laughs> Let's be honest. This one, oh man, this was a misstep. This was not. Um, yeah, <laughs> we talked glad. about how some songs are like six minutes long and go on for like two minutes too long. Um, this one's two minutes and thirty-one seconds long, and it goes on like three minutes too long. <laughs> yeah, it should. Yeah, this one... I'm glad whoever's laughing in the background is having a good time. I wish I could say the same. Uh, <laughs> to be fair, it is called Satan's Saxophones. Oh, that's um, true. It is probably what Satan's Saxophones would sound like in yeah. Christian hell. Yeah, if he... But I, I don't want to listen to it. I'm sorry, Sufjan, for no, not this... respecting your artistic vision on this one. <laughs> Satan's Saxophones is the key to all of this. It's like when, you know, some abstract visual artist does something that is pure misery. And, you know, the point is that you suffer through it. Oh, man, I can't wait to do that. It's going to be yeah. great. I think there's some validity to that if it's uh, brief. <laughs> yeah, um, I guess. If like, this were just like 30 seconds, okay, I would still skip it. Right. Yeah, and it. I mean, it is kind of, I'm not going to say impressive, but it's like... You know, as he's playing the saxophone, and it sounds terrible, like, he's using, like, it sounds like real, like, techniques he's using. Like, it sounds like he could play the saxophone. Probably. And that's worth admiring. Hey, on the original release of this album, this was the last track. Interesting. So, just just dropping that out there. <laughs> just leave it on a real sour note. Well, that's a shame, <laughs> because this next track, Joy, 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 is one of my favorites. Same, off yeah. Of this album. It's really good. Um, yeah. Like, obviously, the very pop, uh, electronic instrumentation, Age of Odds sounding. Yes, absolutely. Um, this is yeah. the most proto-Age of Odds song on it, yeah. And, yeah, I think, yeah. This is a fun one. Yeah. And oh, it, and apparently, uh, no, I don't know who that is. Because there's a part where he talks to someone named Char, and I'm trying to figure out who that is. But I don't know. That's uh, it's like, hey, Shar, yes, Sufjan, what do you believe in? Oh, a lot of things. I think he says share. Be like, share. Sharon? Share. The share of Sunny and Fame. Okay. Yeah, sure. Yeah, that's. <laughs> of uh, the person who did the burlesque original motion picture soundtrack. Yeah. And also appeared in the film of burlesque, which is, you know, yeah. a classic. Yeah. yeah. Um, wish I knew more share songs I could. <laughs> I can't think of anything. Uh, do you believe in a what? You don't have a shared vision? <laughs> nah. I guess. Okay. Yeah. Uh, all right. All right. Let me check the. <laughs> Let me check the, the 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 radar on that one. Okay. We okay. Uh, it says uh, oh uh, we've been, or currently uh, hurling toward the ground. Okay, great. Um, so that's. Joy, joy, joy. And then there's a nice there's a nice remix of Rake. I don't know if that's on every version. Um, it's nice. It's nice. Um, I think I like it better than the 
other version. I don't yeah. know why. I mean, it, but it's... I think I didn't say many good things about the first one, and I enjoyed this one. So that's Except that. It's less lo-fi, though. Yeah. Oh right, this was the one that sounded super lo-fi in the yeah. first version. Yeah. If if we recorded this in. 2004, then it makes sense why I like it better because 2004 Sufyan is a good one. Yeah, he knew he knew what he was about. Um, well, and that's a that's a sun came. That's a sun came. And that was a sun came. A sun came. A sun went. I liked it. I I'm happy it exists. Yeah. I think... There's. I don't think I'm ever gonna listen to the whole thing again. No. But there's a few, like Jason, I'm gonna keep on, keep coming back to a few times. First two tracks, pretty good. Uh, fucking uh, Kill was pretty good. Happy Birthday was pretty good. Super Sexy Woman yeah. was fun. Yeah, there's... There are some... Here's what I'll say. There you are could some, cut, like, a nice EP out of it. Yeah, there are some pretty good tracks and some of... And his worst songs. <laughs> yes. You know, I'm, gl- I'm glad he got it out of his system early. Yeah, it seems like it was a lot of fun to make, and there's a really fun sort of DIY energy to the whole thing. Um, so, yeah. I wouldn't recommend it if you've never heard Sufjan before, but if you've yeah, never heard Sufjan before, I don't know why you would listen to this podcast. <laughs> um, sorry for the unlistenable last hour. Yeah, maybe um, this is the only podcast available in Brazil. Maybe. Man, that was... <laughs> That would be unfortunate. Imagine. <laughs> Not even like cereal or, you know. Nope. Especially not cereal. Especially not cereal, yeah. <laughs> Just. No cereal, no comedy bang bang, no. No, I don't um, know. No, I only listen to the Mountain Goats. You don't miss much if you don't hear you know, that one. Yeah, that's not much of a problem. Uh, so I give. Uh, oh, yeah, and what do you think of. Uh, I could in? I could go without it, but I accept it as like a historical piece of, of I'm I'm interested in going back to it after we've done like a couple of more albums and maybe gotten oh, yeah. like learn something about the Souf guy. Yeah, like, what's he uh, what's he got rolling around that noggin? <laughs> yeah, and then maybe in retrospect look at it again because right now it doesn't like it doesn't speak to me very much. But if you had heard know. it in two thousand and yeah. you're like a hipster kid. Wouldn't you, would you have thought like, oh, this guy is this this is one to watch, or would you have dismissed him and not checked out his next five albums? If I he was, really... if he was my friend, I would tell him it was really fucking good. Um... <laughs> okay. And this is like this is how you should approach everybody. It's like everybody asks you their opinion of something. Just think to yourself, this is my friend. I will tell them <laughs> my friend opinion. <laughs> You know what? That's valid. That's some great advice. That's valid. Yeah, if if uh, you know JJ Abrams was my friend. <laughs> Wait, is JJ not your friend? What what happened? Oh, you know, it's we just didn't keep up with each other. Oh, man, that's a shame. And you know, have you seen? You know has everybody is. on this podcast seen Star Wars: The, the Skywalker no, Walker? I haven't. Oh, I've seen I think you're ones. the only one. Yeah. <laughs> but... Dang. Saw it last night. It was okay. <laughs> oh, good. I'll probably that was... probably watch it on a plane. Yeah. Yeah. It's there's probably worse movies to watch on a plane, like Planes, Fire and Rescue. Like it's not the best Star Wars movie, but it's like still like it's still a Star Wars movie, you know? Okay. Would you okay. rank it above or below the Phantom Menace? Uh, above. 
above. above the Phantom Menace, below all the new ones. Okay. Yeah. Quick Star Wars that ranking. Sense. Haven't yeah. seen the ninth. I'm going four, five, eight, six. I'm with you. So yeah, seven. that's correct. I think that's the correct order. One, three, two. Yeah, I think I would maybe. Yeah, yeah that, uh, that's exactly correct. I, I, I think that's correct. Yeah. <laughs> that's everyone's opinion. It's. Great. I think it's probably everyone's opinion. There's there's some people. I think like Wyatt says that uh, a friend of the show Wyatt uh, says that fucking three is better than seven or something. There's you know some contrarians out there. Yeah, uh, I almost but agree. Wrong. Hmm. I mean, seven is not great, but you know, mm. I, I think three is exceptionally bad. I think like some people say it's the best out of the pre- prequels. I, it's might it might be my least favorite. It's like tied with two. Uh, I think there's less like exceptionally bad scenes in three than there are in two, but it's just a huge bummer. That is, yeah, <laughs> and that's a very unsatisfying one. ending. Like imagine, uh, imagine the prequels as like a self-contained trilogy, if the if four, five, six didn't exist. Yeah, like, that's oh, a huge be bummer to go out on. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. And you can it's like, and there's yeah. I I think honestly, if uh, I think it would have made more sense for Star Wars prequels to make Anakin become Darth Vader in like the second one. So you have the bummer ending in the second one, and there's like a slight hopeful thing in the third one, but like still not good or something. You know, you could have done something like that. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of ways you can. <laughs> Make the prequels better, you know. You could also have just, you know, not put racist and anti-Semitic characters in it. More pod racing. not made the films. Or more, you know? do it just, but like, with more pod racing. Just, I just mean, give it to George Miller the... and just make it pod racing scenes. Like, only yeah. in the first one was there pod racing, and then, like, in the second was no pod racing at all, and the third yeah. also not. Oh, you're right. How about more podcasting scenes? <laughs> more podcasting. No, this is podcasting. Who be would be best at podcasting in Star Wars? Yoda. Baby oh, yeah, Yoda. Like, Yoda and Obi-Wan have like a podcast where Obi-Wan talks like 80% of the time and then Yoda chimes in with some wacky, you know, like the Carl yeah, Pilkington yeah. of the... Oh, sorry, my cat didn't. No, that doesn't make sense. Sorry. <laughs> like the like in some podcasts where the producer sometimes uh, chimes in with one sentence or something. Oh yeah, yeah. Or um, what if Darth Vader and uh, uh-huh. and uh, the the stormtrooper? <laughs> okay. And uh, Emperor Palpatine had a podcast. I think it would sound a little something like this: The dark side must subside. Ah, what yes, do you yes, think? Yes, I agree. Good. Stormtrooper, what's the status? Oh, we've got seven uh, quad, quad, quad bars on the, quad, on the fritz. Destroy them. Good, right good. Away, I love to hear this. Click, click, click. Oh, fuck, I'm... <laughs> <laughs> I hope I'm not hitting buttons on the Audacity recording. Uh, oh, you got it, sir. I forgot... Uh, uh, did you hear about uh, what Warren Did you find said? the Jedi? Yes, sir. They're here at... Tap, tap, tap. Uh, uh, Disneyland. Surf Talk is brought to you by Blue Apron. It taught me how to cook, and I'm a... Star Wars 
Well, that's a sun star wars. A star king. Well, that's a rap, guys. Next Thank you week. for listening. Thank you for listening to. That's the right. Age Next week we're gonna everyone. gonna do uh, Michigan, right? Michigan, Michigan, aka the first good one. Yeah, Michigan, aka the first of the fifty-one state albums we're yes. doing. He done all of them. He did them all. <laughs>